Hey, welcome to the Capital City Christian Podcast and to our series study through the book of 1 John, a verse-by-verse study through this great letter written by the Apostle John. So grab a Bible, grab a notepad, and let's dive in together. Welcome to a uh, Tuesday afternoon Bible study. Hope you are great. Um, I got a whiteboard behind me. I'm going to use it just a little bit uh, today and throughout this. Um, And uh, I'll get to that in a little bit. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope you're hanging in there. Man, this is weird, isn't it? It's a little bit strange uh, to be connected this way, but I'm glad we can be connected this way. Um, What have you been uh, up to in your quarantine? Anybody up to anything good? Um, I have definitely been taking advantage of the extra family time that we've been having during this season, and uh, that has certainly um, been a a blast. In my schedule, my schedule, I'm kind of like doing half work at home um, and then half work in the office with um, some of the production stuff that we are doing, but the extra family time has been awesome. Um, I'll tell you really quick before we jump in, one of the best things that happened the past couple of days is my wife came to me yesterday and she said, hey, because we're brainstorming what we want to do and how we're going to fill our time and things like that. We've been doing different things and it's been really fun, but she came to me yesterday and she said, hey, let's watch all of the James Bond movies from start from the first one all the way up till now. I know there's a new James Bond um, getting ready to be released. I don't know when it is. Um, But so so we got, uh, we found a bunch of them, how you can stream them online. And we started yesterday with the very first James Bond movie, Dr. No, and we're gonna attempt to get through as many of them as we possibly can. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever done that. I've seen a bunch of them, but I don't think I've seen all of them, nor have I watched them in order. And so that's one thing that we're going to try to do uh, over the next couple of uh, months, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Hey, listen, glad you uh, have joined us. I want to give you a little bit of uh, expectations of what this is going to look like each week. Each week over um, the spoiling your grandkids. That's a great, great hobby to do and thing to do during this time, Roxy. Um, But each week uh, on Tuesday at 4 o'clock, I'm just going to go live, and we are going to do a Bible study through 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Um, It's going to be maybe a 30-minute-ish type of study. It'll it'll vary a little bit from week to week, but just a way that we can connect, continue to um, interact with one another, and and be with each other. Um, You can be involved um, in this study in a couple of different ways. The first way that you can be involved is simply by commenting in in the comment section, um, by asking um, questions. I may not get all to them um, live, but I'll definitely look at those after we're done and we'll include them in the lesson uh, for following weeks. Um, And then, of course, uh, one of the great things you can do is just over the next couple of weeks as we walk through these incredible, incredible letters, um, you can just read them. Read them over and over again, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. The great thing about 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John is they are short letters. Um, There's only seven chapters total in all three books. And so if you want to feel accomplished, you can like read all of them and be like, hey, listen, I read three entire books of the Bible today. That's how productive I was. 
And so um, I would encourage you to read uh, over these letters, just get it into your hearts, get it into your minds, and uh, that will help as we walk um, verse by verse uh, through uh, First, Second, and Third John. So that is the plan. Hey, Adrian, good to see you. Glad you are here. Um, Star Wars, yes, I have not done that either, and that's one of those things. Eventually, maybe maybe we'll do as well. Um, we'll get through all of those Star Wars ones, but. Um, so anyway, so 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Here's what I want to do today. With the time that we have today, I just want to do some summary work on the three letters, um, just to kind of get our minds wrapped around the purpose of why these were written um, and get some of the kind of the major themes. And then next week, we will dive into 1st John chapter 1, verse 1. And we're going to walk verse by verse um, through uh, these great, great letters. Okay? Um, hopefully that works for you, and again, like I said, if you have questions or things like that, post them in there, we'll take some time and we'll address um, those questions uh, as, as we go along. So, the first thing I want to do is I want to talk about who wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Now, obviously, um, just by the name, we would say, okay, John wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, and, and, and pretty much that would be accurate. Now, 1st, uh, 2nd, and 3rd John are heavily connected to the Gospel of John, um, thematically and stylistically in a way. And so we have to think about the Gospel of John, uh, why we think about 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Um, John's Gospel uh, is most often attributed to um, who we call the disciple Jesus loved or the beloved disciple. Um, a couple of, of months ago, we went through a series where we just looked at different pictures from the Gospel of John as we went through our uh, a Jesus for All series. Um, the, the Gospel of John suggests that the disciple who Jesus loved, or the beloved disciple, um, knew Jesus very well, was an eyewitness um, even to his death and to his empty tomb. You can look at John chapter 13 and John chapter 19 and chapter 20 um, to, to read about John being present at those uh, parts of Jesus's life. Um, and a circle around this disciple uh, would or could have then affirmed and, and circulated his account. So maybe there were some followers of John, the disciple who circulated the account of John's eyewitness testimony. Um, John chapter 21, verse 24 says, this is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. So here is John referring to himself in third person. We know that his testimony is true. An ancient tradition suggested that um, the, the writer of the Gospel of John was John, who uh, in the Bible is called John the son of Zebedee. John the son of Zebedee had a brother named James, and both of them were part of the original 12. Now, I love Mark chapter 3. It gives us a little insight into who John and his brother James were. When Jesus first called John and James to follow him, uh, Jesus gave them this nickname, or they were given this nickname, and uh, you can read about it in Mark 3, 17, and their nicknames were the Sons of Thunder. The Sons of Thunder. Now, I don't know about you, but that's one of the greatest nicknames you can receive. Now, just imagine what they had to do or the kind of the, the personality traits that they had to have in order to be called the Sons of Thunder. Um, but that was their nickname. Um, this disciple, the, the beloved disciple or the disciple that Jesus loved, um, held a very high place of honor. Um, there were there were certain 
parts of the Gospels that you read about that the disciple that Jesus loved was very, very uh, close to Jesus. We know that Jesus, yes, he had his 12 disciples, but he had an inner three, um, three disciples that he was very close to. And John and James were two of those, and Peter um, was the third. Um, and so you look at the Gospel of John, and most often it is attributed to um, this disciple that Jesus loved, uh, the, the son of Zebedee. And, and when you look at uh, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, most people would agree, and I, I believe that this was the same John that wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Stylistically, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John are very, very similar to the Gospel of John. Um, and I believe they all come from the same John, but when you look at the letters themselves, if you look at 1st John, you will not see an author listed. The letter is anonymous. Um, second and third John, the, it just starts out with the elder. So there are a lot of people who believe that it was not John, son of Zebedee, but it was another John in the early church whose name was John the Elder. Um, either way, whether you believe it is John, son of Zebedee, or John the Elder, um, whoever it was, we know that this person who wrote John was definitely later on uh, in age, in years, and he was overseeing a network of house churches um, that met throughout Asia Minor. Um, it's very relevant to us today because basically that's the way that the church all over the world is meeting today, in homes. Um, that's how the church began in the first century, but basically by meeting in different homes. Uh, and, and so this John was probably uh, somebody who oversaw a network of of these churches, and most people believe that it was around the city of Ephesus, which is in modern-day Turkey. Um, and so th these letters are very important. I think they were written by uh, the, the, the disciple that Jesus loved, who also wrote the uh, Gospel of John. Um, but either way, they hold some incredible, incredible truths. Now, why was 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John even written? 1st, 2nd, 3rd John uh, were written uh, basically to avert a crisis, or a crisis was happening in the church that motivated the writings of these letters. And here was the crisis. There were a group of people in these days who had left the church and began to deny that Jesus was the Messiah, the Son of God. And as we read through these letters, the, those people will become, uh, will be made known. You can kind of see the language of people who were bringing about this denial. They had a great hostility. They generated a lot of hostility within the church during these days. And they were trying to motivate other believers to be unfaithful to, to Jesus. Um, the, the book 2 John is a specific warning to a specific house church. It was directly written to one specific house church um, and, and it was about people who were denying, again, Jesus. And John, in his writings, calls these people deceivers. And he says, listen, hey, they're going to come to your house church, and they're going to look for validation. They're going to look for support. But John is encouraging, hey, don't support these people who have walked away from the belief that Jesus is the Messiah and that he is the Son of God. Um, we live in a current culture where there are people who have walked away from the church and who have preached and who have taught that Jesus is not who he actually said he was. And John calls those people deceivers. And we'll always have deceivers around us, but it's a great, great 
part of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, it actually teaches us how do we identify truth? How do we identify when somebody may be leading people astray from the truth of the gospel? And we'll get into that as we kind of move through, through this uh, study together. So, so 2nd John was written primarily to a specific house church. 3rd John was even more specific. 3rd John is written to a very specific member of a house church, a, a guy whose name is Gaius. And, and John specifically writes to this guy saying, hey, I want you to welcome those who are faithful and those who are legitimate preachers and teachers of the gospel of Jesus. And John wrote to Gaius, and he had to talk to him specifically because the leader of that specific house church, his name was Diotrephes, um, he was just being a jerk. He was being this extremely rude. He was um, being very hostile toward John and, and toward anybody who was associated with John. And so John had to write specifically um, to this guy named Gaius to encourage him and to give him some instruction. And so that is, that is basically a window into the conflict of what was happening in these this kind of network of house churches during this, this time. And 1 John was basically addressing all of these issues. So 1 John was addressing all of these things. It's kind of almost like damage control, right? John is trying to hit all of these different um, crises that are happening during this time. And essentially, John is telling the believers in these communities that if you hold true to godly truth, then, then God is with you. And God will stay with you. John, throughout 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, speaks against false teachers who, again, question Jesus' divinity, question Jesus' human nature, and John's response is loud and clear. He says, listen guys, Jesus is fully God and fully man. And, and that is not some obscure theological debate. I mean, that is uh, something that upholds and supports all of what Christianity teaches. John knows that if his readers get this teaching wrong, everything else falls apart. Because Jesus became fully human, he could be the sacrifice for our sins. Because he is fully God, he has a divine authority and divine power. And those two must uh, be upheld and must be balanced, that, that, that Jesus is fully God and fully man. We'll get into that a little bit more as we walk through um, this as as well. Now, I want to say another thing um, about the style of, of specifically 1 John. Because although 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, they are all considered to be epistles or letters um, stylistically or their genre, 1st John um, is a little bit different. 1st John isn't so much a letter, but it reads more like a, a poetical teaching or a poetical sermon. Uh, that John is giving to these, these house churches. Um, and really, when you read the letter of 1 John, none of it is new information that isn't elsewhere in the New Testament. Um, a couple of things. There is a, um, a typical identification of the sender and the receiver that are very typical in uh, the, the letter genre is lacking in 1 John. It lacks um, the wish for health of the recipient. It lacks a conclusion that typical letters end with. And so 1 John, um, in its genre, is a little bit hard to, uh, to understand and really hard to kind of allow the genre to influence our interpretation of it. 
But pretty much all of the ideas in 1 John and 2 and 3 John um, are ideas and truths that come from Jesus himself um, that are recorded in the Gospel of John. So Jesus, in one of his final speeches in the Gospel of John, chapter uh, John 13 through 17, um, Jesus gave this great, great um, discourse. And basically all of the teachings of Jesus are repackaged and recommunicated here in 1 John. And so stylistically, 1 John is really, really interesting. Another thing stylistically about 1 John is that 1 John, it's not linear in thought. You know, in our Western mind, we like linear stories, right? This happened, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. And that's very normal for our, our linear uh, mindset in, in Western culture. But in first century Jewish culture, and, and even before that, a, a Jewish mindset or an Eastern mindset didn't work so much linearly as it did cyclically. And so in a Jewish mindset, they would tell stories and then repeat stories cyclically, and that's how they kind of understood it. Um, if I could write this way, it's this kind of picture. In, in Western mindset, we like a story to start and go all the way to its ending in a straight line. But in, in Jewish thought and in a lot of Eastern literature and literature uh, uh, Eastern thought, um, a story starts, but then it kind of circles back and circles back and continues and circles back and circles back. This is a, a very cyclical way of, um, of telling a story or teaching a lesson. Um, a big word um, for this is the word recapitulation, okay? Recapitulation. Drop that in a uh, conversation this week with somebody, all right? Um, but this is a very, very common way to communicate um, and to speak uh, truths. Um, for example, Genesis chapter 1 and 2 is um, recapitulation. Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 tell the exact same story. They tell the story of creation, but they tell it in just a little bit different way from chapter one to chapter two and for a little bit of a different purpose. And so you read Genesis chapter one and it's this creation story and then Genesis chapter two, it's the creation story again, but told from a different angle and it has a different purpose. Um, very similar to the gospels, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You have four accounts of the life of Jesus. They all tell the same story, but they tell it from a different angle and different perspective. If you've ever read the book of Revelation, um, you may have read that book and been like, what in the world was that all about? One of the reasons, there's a bunch of reasons why Revelation is confusing, but one of the reasons is because it's not linear in thought. I also believe that John uh, also wrote Revelation, so it's very consistent with all of his other writings. But in Revelation, it is, again, it's recapitulation. It's retelling a story over and over again. In fact, if you read Revelation from start to finish, you experience the end of the, the world six different times just by reading all the way through Revelation. And so this is the way that 1 John is written. It's written um, not in a linear way, but it's written in a cyclical way. And what John does as he writes 1 John is he, he basically amplifies some major truths. And he amplifies these truths and he goes back to them over and over again. And we're going to, I'll tell you the, the, the three main um, truths or the three, three main themes and ideas that John is trying to um, amplify and to bring about in the letter 1 John 
um, specifically, but he cycles around these themes. He comes back. There's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of hyperbole. There's a lot of uh, a lot of contrast. I'll um, write these words up here for you, kind of in the uh, what I would call the structure uh, of John. But there's some major words that John goes back to over and over um, again, and and the major themes are really this. Um, light. Light is a major theme in 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Um, truth is a major theme in, the, in, in, in John's writings. And then finally, love. So if I were to put three key words around um, the letter, specifically of 1st John, but also um, the whole, uh, all three of these letters, it would be light, truth, and love. Light, truth, and love. And John comes back to those words over and over again. Light, truth, and love. God is light. And then he contrasts that in a stark way with darkness. So you'll read about light and darkness. You'll read about truth and evil. You'll read about love and hate. And John kind of um, um, contrasts these ideas in a very, very um, big way. And so here, John it uses, again, it's not linear, but it's very cyclical in the way that it is written. Um, one of my favorite things um, about the, these letters is that John really teaches us how to discern falsehood from truth. How do we know what is true and what is not true? And it's important for us to be able to, to understand that. There are a lot of things in the world that are not true. There are a lot of things that, that people will say, that people will communicate that are not true. There are even preachers and teachers and pastors who will say things that are not true. That's why you should not just take at face value what a preacher says or what a pastor says. I hope that every word that I say as I preach or I teach or any of our staff here, I hope that you're checking it. I hope that you are double checking it because truth is so, so important. But John teaches us how we can how we can discern falsehood from truth. And essentially what John says is people who claim to know God, yet who are not loving, they really don't understand truth. People who do not walk in the light, that will be a theme that John brings about, they are people who do not understand the truth. By their actions, they do not show and do not uh, uh, put forth that they understand um, what truth actually is. And as believers, we are called to flee from things that are not true. We are called to flee from the darkness, to resist evil, and to walk in the light of God. That is how we recognize that we are truly saved by Jesus, by loving everyone everywhere by walking in the light and by holding fast to truth. And those are some major, major themes that are going to be brought about um, as we walk uh, through 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Now, uh, one of the things I want to do is I want to kind of lay out and speak right uh, through um, what I call the structure, specifically of 1st John, um, because we're going to hit 1st John chapter 1, verse 1 next week. And uh, what I want to do is kind of walk through the structure, and, uh, and then we'll be done for today, and then we'll get ready uh, to start 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 next week as we um, gather together back here on Tuesday. Now, um, the structure of 1 John, even though, yes, it is very cyclical in nature, we can kind of identify 
um, a couple of big sections to um, 1 John. And the first uh, section is, is the introduction, which is the first four verses of uh, 1 John uh, 1. Um, and I want to read the first four verses really quickly. If you have a Bible, look at 1 John chapter 1, the first four verses. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared. We have seen it, and we testify to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father, and um, with the Father, and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you that we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. Now, what I would uh, ask you to do after we're done with this is I want you to go back and read those first four verses of 1 John and then read them alongside of the Gospel of John, um, chapter 1. The introductions are incredibly similar. He is talking about the word of life, who is, who is Jesus, the word of life, who is God. For John, God is God the Father and God the Son. They are unified. They are together. And the themes between John chapter 1 and 1 John chapter 1 are incredible as they connect. Now, so that's the introduction. And then there are two major sections to John that we have um, some key ideas that we can build around. Um, I'm going to give three main sections, even though I think in the book there are really two huge sections, but I'm going to add a third. And those sections are this, chapter 1, um, verse 5, through chapter 2, verse 17. And that, uh, that whole section is set up by a, a theme or a sentence that happens twice in the book of 1 John. If you look at um, verse 5 of chapter 1, it simply says, this is the message we have heard. So, chapter 1, verse 5, this is the message we have heard. Now, if you flip over to chapter 3, verse 11, you see this phrase, this is the message we have heard. So, chapter 3, verse 11, so right there, we can kind of get an insight into the book of how um, the book is broken up. And chapter 1, verse 5, hey, this is the message we have heard. Then it goes into this, a few verses talking about how God is light. And if we go over here to chapter 3, verse 11, again, we get that phrase, this is the message we have heard. And then it goes into talking all about how God is love. So we could, you could break it down just in two sections saying God is light, God is love. But there's this little section in between 2.18 through 3.10 that talks about specifically the deceivers that are coming into the church, that are trying to uh, bring people and draw people astray. But it speaks in that section a lot about truth. And so for me, when I read specifically the letter of 1 John, I am looking at the reality that God is light, God is truth, God is love. And those three things have something extremely, extremely important and relevant and practical for those of us who call ourselves followers of Jesus. So that's how I would break down um, the letter or the writing of 1 John. That, that there's this introduction, then you have these three main sections, God is light, God is truth, God is love, and then there's um, a conclusion in chapter 5, verses 18 to 21. And what we're going to do over the next several weeks is we are going to walk verse by verse, 
and we are going to um, learn what does it mean for you and for me today to walk in the light? What does it mean for you and me today to be able to discern truth from untruth? What does it mean for you and me today in our current um, cultural context, in our current culture, all the circumstances that are going on around us? What does it mean for us to walk in love the way that God is love? These themes are universal. These themes transcend time, transcend, transcend generation. These themes are themes that are so, so important for us um, to dive into. And I hope that we are encouraged as we walk through um, these incredible words from John over the next couple of weeks. So there's some thoughts for you um, just on a summary of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, why they were written, and a little bit of an outline that's going to guide us as we begin next week looking at 1st John chapter 1 verse 1. Um, thanks for being a part of this. I hope that you will um, join us next week as we look uh, 1 John chapter 1 verse 1. We're going to walk verse by verse through. Hope you bring your Bible, bring a notepad to take some notes, and um, bring an open mind as we hopefully learn everything that we can uh, as we continue to walk in the light, to walk in truth, and to walk in the love of God. Thank you for watching and listening. Share with your friends, and hopefully next week um, we can have a great time as we talk and as we uh, study through 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. Love you all. Praying for everybody. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And um, we'll look forward to meet together this Sunday on our online campus. And then I hope you'll come back next week uh, for part two as we dive in to 1 John chapter 1. Have a great, great night, everybody. We hope this content serves as a catalyst towards spiritual growth in your own life. If you want to support this podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, rate, review, and share it. This helps create more exposure and allows us to include as many people as possible into this community. Thanks for joining us and for being a part of the Capital City Christian Podcast. Thank you.